We are six, bob bomb We're here to watch Scott Pilgrim kick your teeth in. One, two, three, four! Ah! Hey man, question. I've always wondered how does not eating dairy products give you psychic powers? Okay, right. You know how you only use 10% of your brain? Yeah. Well, the other 90 is filled with curds and whey. <laughs> you only start laughing right at the Welcome to the Fluent Nerd, a not-so-serious discussion on all things nerdy. I'm Z. I'm Neil. This is a show where we talk about our love-hate relationship with the most famous and infamous franchises, movies, games, and shows of the nerd world. This week we're talking about... Scott Pilgrim vs. the World. I said shows twice. Deal with it. <laughs> Alright, so Scott Pilgrim is a graphic novel series and a movie. Uh, neither one of us have read the novel series, so there's not going to be a lot about that. Yeah. Deal. <laughs> Deal with it. Uh, glasses down. Yeah. The graphic novel was created by Brian Lee O'Malley, who wrote a parody, or he wrote it using a parody book called Even a Monkey Can Write Manga, or Manga, whatever you want to call it. It's up to you. <laughs> Depends on how culturally... I uh, don't speak Japanese. That's a Japanese word. <laughs> Deal with it, too. Because uh, he only read one manga book series at the time. And he originally, initially wrote it in black and white because it was cheaper. Nice. So, the 2010 movie is comprised of several of the comic book plots put together. Oh, that makes sense. Talking about the movie mostly. Yeah. So it's set in a surreal kind of world where everything's a video game in Toronto. Because where would you want to put your video game but Toronto? But Toronto, Canada, yeah. Yeah, I guess. Because, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Yeah. So Scott Pilgrim's played by Michael Sarah, who is in Superbad and Juno. Mm-hmm. And he meets Ramona Flowers, Mary Elizabeth Winstead, who is in 10 Cloverfield Lane, which I haven't seen. Uh, I haven't seen it either, but I saw the previews. She's also the love interest in Swiss Army Man. Haven't seen that either. Oh, that's a good one. We're going to have to watch that. And she's in uh, Abraham Lincoln Vampire Hunter. Wait, what? Who did she play in that? I don't know. I haven't seen that. You haven't seen that? I just said that. Whoa. Uh, she's also in Death Proof and Grindhouse. I had never even heard of that. Oh, they're the ones that have uh, the guy from like Machete in them. Oh, uh, his name's blanking in my head right now. Yeah, that guy. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, he sees her in a dream, and he dumps his 17-year-old girlfriend, Knives Chow, <laughs> who's played by Ellen Wong, who is in Dark Matter, which I, that's on my watch list. Yeah, mine too. It. It's on the list. I've never seen it, though. She's also in Netflix's Glow. I've seen It always pops up when... Glorious Ladies of Wrestling, I believe. <sighs> I think it's an 80s wrestling show. Cool. I just know that there's one character who is some sort of, like, uh, Soviet block... Russian wrestler girl or something. I don't know. I've seen the cosplays pop up from time to time. Okay, okay. That's all I know about okay, it. Okay, okay. So Scott has to fight Ramona's seven evil exes to win her over. The League of Evil Exes. Yeah. Yeah, and it did. It took me way too long watching the movie to realize that it was called the Evil Exes instead of ex Yeah, I can't believe you didn't pick that up. One of them's a girl. Yeah, you picked that up after she attacked him. Yeah, it was like the end of the movie. And I was like, oh, oh they're being <laughs> inclusive. Okay. <laughs> She went through a phase. All right, so the I L word. Yeah, I used a word to describe some of the girls who are in this movie, because I'm a pig. 
Because Anna, Anna Kendrick, Brie Larson, and Aubrey Plaza are all in it. The term I coined was bonertastic. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm not backing down from that. No, I'm going to stand on this hill. I will <laughs> die on this hill. You will die on that hill alone. So that's the basic plot of this, guys. I don't really have much else to tell you. Should yeah. The, most of the movie is a little awkward dude. Um, yeah, it hits really close to home. Yeah, this is like... It's yeah, it, it's pretty fucking nerdy. This guy's pretty much. I mean, because you play music sometimes. Yeah, I do. So <laughs> I think I love that's how you way that you put it. But sure. Well, I don't want to like throw you completely out here. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was. Uh, man, it was awkward. It, it actually reminds. I've never me been of in a band dating. though. Let me just put that. I've out I've never there. dated a high school girl after high school. I so say you, were, you did. You were in high school though. Yeah. I never dated a high school girl. Damn. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just boys. <laughs> oh, fuck you. Speaking of which... Uh, Let that, that open. Let that, that right open. Yeah. <laughs> fuck. Speaking of which, uh, Kieran McCullum... Kieran McCullen. McCullen, yeah. That's totally the uh, the Home Alone no, guys. No, McCulley... Culkin. Culkin. Kieran Culkin. It's we made him Irish. <laughs> Irish Kieran McCulkin. Because Kieran's not Irish enough. Right. We had to add a Mick It's Macaulay Culkin's brother. Yeah. Yeah. He's uh he's the the GBF. The For GBF. those those who are not in the know, it's the gay best friend. Yep. Uh and Scott's roommate. Yep. Uh and what else was I gonna say about him? That he's uh, a G. Yeah, no, he's not, not, not gay. This. He's a G. <laughs> G's for gay. <laughs> no, he was he's probably one of my favorite characters in the movie, actually. I liked him. Yeah. He was, he was uh pretty funny. De- definitely some good uh some good dynamics there, but uh yeah, there's a lot. There's a lot you said there. You know, he's dating a high school girl and just kind of glossed over that. He, apparently, they're and all like 22. in their early. Yeah, he's 22. Like the oldest one's 25. It's this movie is definitely made by folks in their early 20s, and a lot of love seemed to go into this movie. A ton of nerd references, and some of which we'll get into in our trivia. But yeah, I mean, every minute or so, we were catching something. That was interesting. Oh yeah, a lot like of background stuff. Zelda soundtrack. You'll see, you know, the amount of X's pops up in the background depending on how yeah. many he's defeated. At the beginning, you'll see stuff in the background where there's seven X's, mm-hmm. and when he gets the phone number from her, would you see that? So yeah, it's a very, uh, it's a good visual movie, mm-hmm. and the writing's really clever. So I'll be honest, I did not like this movie the first time I watched it. See, it was uh, it was years ago that I first watched it, and I just didn't remember my feelings about it. Yeah, and going into that, we're kind of like. Okay, I guess we kind of have to do this one. It's yeah, this know, is actually our movie. first request. Yeah, the whole podcast. Yeah, and and we one of us really wanted to watch. Very this, thankful for it because yeah, damn, we enjoyed our t- our opened ourselves. our eyes. <laughs> and I just watched this like a year ago. Not even that, like six months ago. And I, I think like I watched it. it like a year after it first came out, and I was like, okay, that was that was cool, whatever. Well, somebody forced me to watch it, so I was all grumpy. I was like, arms. Oh, like everything and, like, that you've ever forced me to watch. I was gonna say like Gremlins. <laughs> <laughs> Except I watched it with an open mind. <laughs> I loved this movie. It was genuinely awesome. Yeah, it's, it's a good movie. It's a little long. Yeah. A little long. No, I don't think so. I think it's the right amount of time. Yeah. Oh, also, um, freaking Captain America was one of the exes. No, not. Oh, yes. Captain America was. And Captain and Marvel's Superman. in it. Hold the phone. And Superman. Hold the phone. Holy shit. One of the exes was Superman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I pointed that it out to you, though. It was the okay, vegan guy. Cool. Yeah, cool I, just story, the record, I just want the record to show. <laughs> yeah, Brie Larson. Captain Marvel. So yeah, Captain Marvel, Captain America, Superman. And I'm that was sure. before. I don't know. Wait. I don't know when he was in Superman. Was that before or after this, do you think? 
2010? I don't know because it was um because it's just weird. It was before Man of Steel. It was that one that came out that nobody liked and nobody knew about. It was when Kevin oh, Spacey was the bad guy. All of the Superman movies. <laughs> um, <laughs> nobody gives a shit about. Superman. No, no one, no one really gives a shit about Superman. Uh, I can't even remember what the movie's called. It was like Superman Returns. Superman Returns. That was it. Was it? Yeah. It's just weird that they all ended up being superheroes. Yeah, actually, Superman Returns came out in 2006. I just looked it up. Huh. So he was Superman before he was in Scott Pilgrim. Except that that Superman movie did garbage. Also, uh, one of the vegan police that comes to arrest him later (laughs) is the Punisher. Yes. He was one of the Punishers. This movie is full of superheroes. Yeah. Except that this was before Chris Evans was Captain America. Well before. Yeah, but but after, I think he was already the Human Torch. That's true. I forgot he was the Human Torch. Yeah, he's a double superhero. He's a double Marvel superhero. Yeah, but it was after Thomas Jane was Punisher, I think. Yeah, that was Pretty that sure. was an older movie. That was that had Travolta in it. When yeah, he still, like, yeah, 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 Some yeah. of his real face, <laughs> and he was still relevant. <laughs> yeah, Travolta still had most of his original face in that yeah. one. So Travolta is a Scientologist, isn't he? He's a creepy fuck. That's all I know. Yep. <laughs> All right, well, uh, that's the plot, guys. <laughs> yeah, that's the plot of Scott Pilgrim. We'll be RV. <laughs> Are you ready? <laughs> yeah, I'm good. Okay. You don't look good. <laughs> Ever. <laughs> okay. So Edgar Wright is the guy who wrote this, and he actually got permission to use the theme song from the Super NES Legend of Zelda Link to the Past, which it was very like heavy. You yeah. hear it a lot. He actually got, <laughs> I mean, if you get permission to use something like that, you're not just going to use it once. Well, he got permission by writing Nintendo saying that he considered <laughs> Zelda to be the nursery rhyme of a generation. <laughs> and that's how he got the Seinfeld theme song, too. Oh, that's right. So that flattery, just, flattery just works. Well, also, Jerry Seinfeld, he's very flatterable, I think, is the word. I don't know. Flat, flatter. I Right? Someone write in and tell us how to English. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, the four cast members that made up the sex bomb bob om God damn it. Sex bombs. Bomb. Whatever. Uh, they spent several weeks learning to play together. And so uh, everyone had to learn to play their instruments from scratch except Michael Sarah, who had to dumb down his bass playing. <laughs> That's pretty awesome. Uh, he's That's a pretty great. He is a bassist if I've ever met one. He's a support character. <laughs> he really, except in his he, own life. Except he's the protagonist. <laughs> He's still a support character. Pretty much. Like in Juno, like in Superbad. I haven't seen Juno. I, not my favorite movie, but it's. I hear it's really good. Yeah. I would, I would argue that in Superbad, he's I've a seen main it. character. Cause, yeah, he's, uh, he's cause, one of um, two main protagonists. What's his nuts? Um, the side character. Yeah, if you hadn't said that, um, I didn't know his name off the top of my head. McLovin. No, McLovin's not. McLovin goes on his own adventure with <laughs> Seth Rogen. And just kind of shows back up at the end. We're doing super bad one day. Of course we are. It's Jonah Hill's the other guy. Jonah Hill. Yeah. Um, McLovin is definitely a, out of the three, he's definitely a backup character for those guys. Yes, That's what he, I'm saying. He's a support character. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought you were trying yeah. to say he was a protagonist. No. No, no. He's the support character. Yeah. Michael Sayers is definitely one of the two protagonists. He and, he and Jonah Hill are the protagonists there. But Yeah. But he, even even when he's the protagonist, he feels like a support character, yeah. which is the bass guitarist. So Anna Kendrick, Sorry to all bass guitarists. Yeah. <laughs> So Anna Kendrick played the sister Stacy, and she wears a name badge, uh, an actual name badge from the real life Stacy, who is the person that the character is based off of. I was going to say, there's a real life Stacy? There's a real life Stacy. <laughs> and the only reason I found that is because 
someone asked Anna Kendrick to upload that to IMDb. Like what? someone who was in uh, in the know in the movie oh. was like, you should make sure that's on IMDb. So <laughs> I, know, I just thought it was worth saying. Yeah, and, uh, and as far as I hear, Anna Kendrick's a G. So and she's gorgeous. Yeah. 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 What was it you said earlier when so and so is the least attractive character in your movie? Yeah, when Aubrey Plaza is the least attractive girl in your movie, you're doing good because <laughs> she's fucking hot too. That made me laugh so hard. It's also true. Yeah. Okay, so whenever there's a shot with the moon in the background. Uh, it's a full moon and there's a hole in it. I don't know if you noticed that. I didn't. I don't want to point it out. But um, apparently Todd, who's uh, Ramona's third boyfriend and what's her nuts? Uh, 30 Blex. Uh Yeah, but what's the girl's name? I don't know. The She's one of the... Envy? Envy. She's He's Envy's boyfriend, the vegan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, Brie Larson's... Uh, apparently he mentions that he uh, punched a hole in the moon for her when they dated. Oh, shit. I didn't hear that. I yeah. Didn't, I didn't... And, that just went right by me. Yeah, and in the graphic novel, he actually punches two holes in there. <laughs> punched a hole in the moon for you? Yeah. That's funny. That's the power of veganism for you, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> I'll never but, get there. <laughs> I get three... Stri- <laughs> I love that. Ugh. Jeez. Bitch, you just drink half and half. <laughs> so Edgar Wright, the guy who made the movie, said it was done in the style of a musical, but instead of breaking into song and dance, they break into fight. You know, wow. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I see it. Yep. And I see, said the blind man. And you caught this when we were watching it, but the first fight with Matthew Patel is done in a Bollywood fight style. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's his superpower. That he's Indian? No, Bollywood. Oh. Okay. I don't think every Indian is in Bollywood. No, that's what I'm saying, but it's not his superpower that he fights like... Uh, well, they said he has a special skill, and then he started okay, doing yeah, Bollywood you're, you're shit. You're right. You're right. See, that was his shtick. Yeah. Okay. As a boss fight. I mean, maybe he's a vegan, too. Maybe it's a different form of veganism. I mean, a lot of Indians are vegetarian. There you go. <laughs> I, I hope that's not racist. It's a, just a fact. I mean... Uh, it's a thing. Yeah. <laughs> So Mary Elizabeth Winstead actually memorized all the types of tea when she rambles it off. <laughs> For such a throwaway scene, that's amazing. Yeah. They had crew members who offered to like hold it up in front of her, and she's mm-hmm. like, no, I want to do it. That reminds me of Mark Wahlberg in Ted when he's giving off the 50 trashy uh, trailer park names. Yeah, I don't like that scene because my mom's middle name is Lynn. Ah, <laughs> uh, <laughs> yes. Uh, it's pretty funny. Ah, uh, yes. Tammy Lynn. Uh, we've got to cover Ted at some point because they have the Flash Gordon love. Oh, yeah. And until I showed you Flash Gordon, I'm the only person I know who likes Flash Gordon. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Great movie. Go watch that. Definitely. So when Ra- Ramona asks asks Scott how old Knives is, uh, the roulette wheel in the background has a bunch of stuff on it, and it's really hard to read, but <laughs> here is what it says. Please tell me. The following choices. She's nobody. She's 40. Idiot. No speak of English. <laughs> when, <laughs> when's dinner? Uh, tell Pac-Man story. No, you are. Pass out. It was nothing. Who? Her and I gotta pee. And then it lands in the middle of two of those, and the famous line he does say is, I, I have to pee, pee on, on her. her. <laughs> there you go. So... When uh, Scott meets Ramona for the first time and he holds up the picture to that guy, he said originally that... (laughs) What girl has hair like this? (laughs) So Edgar Wright wanted originally for it to be a picture of her from the uh, comic book series, but 
this is just something that Michael Sarah did and thought it was funny. And Edgar Wright's like, no, leave that in. That's funny. That's perfect. That's <laughs> that's so good. I like the fact that Michael Sarah came up with that. Yeah. And so, okay, at the first Battle of the Band uh, competition, Scott has a T-shirt on that says Plum Tree. It's a band tee. Plum Tree is an all-girl indie rock band that came out with a song, Scott Pilgrim, on their 1998 album, Predicts the Future. And that was the inspiration for the character's name. Interesting. Yeah. I, th- I thought you were about to tell me that they did an honor, like a, nope. it was like a homage to an homage, but nope. That's cool. All the way around. That's really cool. Yep. And I, you probably didn't notice this either, but uh, Ramona's got that bag with her all the time with a big star on it. Yeah. The star changes colors according to her hair color. I did not notice that. Yeah. Little things. <laughs> Little things. So when Scott fights Lucas Lee, there's a fake New York City backdrop in the background. Yeah. In Toronto. And that's a reference to the fact that a lot of movies film in Toronto and make it look like New York or in some other American city. Really? Do a lot of movies get filmed in Toronto? Oh, yeah. Is this, so that was like an inside joke as well. We're like, do movies get made in Toronto? Oh, yeah, guy. Oh, yeah. You're, <laughs> <laughs> he's not your friend, guy. You can rent a moose for nothing. <laughs> for a couple toonies. <laughs> do they have real money in Canada? No. Their, their money glows in the dark. <laughs> They really did have a no. That's was, not true. No, there was a loony or a toony that glow in the, that glue glows in the dark. Glowed. It was like a limited release, like we do all the weird state quarters. Yeah. They did one year where they uh, had glow powder in them and they glowed. Canada no, never it? changed. Google, never changed that shit. Please never change Canada. Yeah. Unless you get invaded by the Chinese and we have to, you know, annex you. Never change Canada. <laughs> Fallout reference. <laughs> okay, so I already talked about Thomas Paine, or Thomas Jane, rather. Yeah, Thomas Paine, uh, somebody else. Who was the Punisher. He was also in Deep Blue Sea. Do you remember that? Yes, I remember that shitty movie. Oh, no, you bite your tongue. Shitty sir. Christian shark movie. Christian shark movie? Rewatch that movie and tell me Are it doesn't Are you talking about movie. Ice Cube being Christian in it? No, the whole thing is like super undertone, overtone, rather. What? Rewatch it and tell me. I just watched it, like. Six months, eight all right, months ago. All right. The comments will let us know. Okay. If you're a Christian shark, please tell us <laughs> your thoughts on this movie. Uh, he was also in The Thin Red Line and The Mist. And the other vegan uh, cop was Clifton Collins Jr., who played a guy named A.L. in Star Trek, the uh, the new Kelvin verse one, like from 2009, 2010. Huh. Yeah, I don't know who A.L. is. I didn't wait, Google that. Wait, wait, wait. A-Y-E-L. Like the new movies, like Before Beyond. Oh yeah, the, like new track, new Star Trek. Yeah, new track. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He was also in. Uh, he was also in Westworld, wasn't he? He was in Westworld, and he was in Pacific Rim that I've never seen. I haven't seen it either. Yeah, and my last good fun fact is that there are Flash Gordon sound effects all in this movie too. Yeah, we caught that. Yeah, yeah, we caught that a little bit. I can pretty much reference everything back to Scott or back to uh, Flash Gordon somehow. Pretty much. <laughs> yeah, everything comes to Flash Gordon, and most things come back to Liam Neeson. Yes, most of them. <laughs> So give us a minute and we'll talk about some fan theories and then our favorite and least favorite moments. Okay, so I could only find one good fan theory on this, but I like this one a lot. Okay. And the theory is that Lucas Lee is not really in the League of Evil Exes because he loves Ramona, but he's in there because it's an acting gig. Oh, Chris Evans' character. Yeah. Yeah. So, oh God, I just remember what else he's in. What? Oh, what was it? Not another teen movie. Was he in that? He's the one that has the uh, banana stuffed up his ass and the <laughs> and the uh, whipped cream on his dick. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. I totally forgot that. 
Oh, shit. <laughs> the movie shit. that had the, uh, the uh, exchange student who was naked the whole movie. Oh, yeah. That was a stupid-ass movie. That was back in the days of, like, American Pie. <laughs> That's what it was making fun of. Yeah. Yeah. God, he's old as shit. That movie was out, that was, like, 98, 99, probably, and he was probably 20 in that. I, I don't know, man. I Fucking mean, ancient. That makes him, like, 10 years old Ancient. He's 38 years old. Okay, there you go. According to Google. There you go. He's ancient. Ancient. Yeah. Actually, he was uh, he was in World War II, so he's really old. <laughs> he's a, well, No, he's 90-something, right? Yeah, he's 90-something. 100-year-old man. Hey, wait, I understood that reference. <laughs> God damn it. Captain America meme. I get it. I get it. <laughs> so, yeah, the supporting evidence on that is that he doesn't really seem to care about Ramona. And when he's fighting Scott, he's... Pretty much just like amicable at her, and he's spitting out lines at Scott instead of like, yeah, oh, how you doing? Seems like a nice guy. <laughs> yeah, he just doesn't give a shit. He also lets his stunt doubles do most of the fight. Yeah, and which then, is like an acting gig. Shots fired. Damn. <laughs> now no actors are ever going to come on the show. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> so that's really the only theory I have. But um, we've got a lot of favorite moments. I think. What's your favorite moment? Kind of a handful. Um. At the risk of starting off sounding a little creepy, I really enjoyed the Brie Larson singing scene. Uh-huh. Firstly, her voice is like an angel. I don't know if that was her actually I was singing. Say, I don't know if that's her. Uh, but if it was, which I could totally believe it was, my God, the song was good. The choreography was good. Everything in that scene was just pretty awesome, in mm-hmm. my opinion. Um, visually, I'm going to end my commentary there. <laughs> but uh, She's an attractive person. Quite so. Yes. A beautiful human being. Mm-hmm. What about you, Z? Well, I like the fact that, that I could watch this movie. A sep- the second time I watched it, it was a completely different movie for me than it was the first time. Yeah? The first time I watched it, a friend made me watch it, and <laughs> I just wasn't into it. I sat there with my arms crossed, and it's I like, bitched. every time you show me a fucking movie. <laughs> yeah, I was you for a change. <laughs> um, How's it feel? Yeah. Not I was great. not into it. I caught most of the references... But I just was determined not to like it. How long ago was that? Like six to eight months ago. Oh, fuck, so recently. <laughs> yeah, and I was like, this is stupid. I don't think Michael's Wow, so haven't you mm. switched around? Like, we were watching this cackling like fucking hens. Yeah. Like, well, so here's what I think it is, is that there's some weird parts that kind of caught me off guard when I watched it the first time, and I decided I didn't like it. Oh, uh, okay. Like, the half-animated, you know, kick-pow-punch okay. Batman-type campy it's shit. The very, it's, it almost yeah. looks like... One of the earlier comic book movies yeah. when they didn't know how to do them right. Right. Now, having done a little bit of research on this to write these notes before I rewatched it, I kind of knew going in it's based on a graphic novel and right. this and that. Um, and that gave me a different perspective on it. Okay. Um, and that doesn't always happen. Sometimes I can research stuff on a movie and watch it and still be like, this is still shit. I still hate <laughs> it's it. still garbage. So, yeah, we got the request to do this, and I was not looking forward to it. Yeah, um, okay. And then I, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed the shit out of it. Um the the subtle kind of stuff and the reoccurring jokes that kept happening over and over, I really <laughs> appreciated them more right. this time around. Um, when I wasn't like looking for things to hate, it was it was a really easy movie to like. Yeah, that's that's a fair that's a very fair assessment. I I really liked how it also kind of captures like, the genuine awkwardness of dating, especially when you're younger. Of Michael Sarah. Of Michael Sarah. Well, <laughs> that motherfucker is just an awkward guy, first of all. Um, he doesn't is, play the roles. The roles play him. That's very true. There's a number of actors like that, and he's one of them. 
fortunately or unfortunately. But, I mean, we've all been there. Can you imagine a porn with Michael Sarah in it? What would it be called? Superbad. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't write yes. that. That just that was ad-libbed. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that joke was super bad. Oh, God. <laughs> oh. And McLovin's got to be in I it. I could just see him, like, spending 15 minutes trying to put a condom on. <laughs> uh, is that ever yeah okay I think, i'm not gonna go any further with nope that no that was good yeah good. i'm not going no to. but the, i do love the genuine awkwardness of it because you know me i'm a nervous nervous tv watcher yes i uh i stand up i i let the emotions paces. Re- i pace um when awkward things are happening on TV, I feel that awkwardness and a genuine part of my soul. I hate that. I wish I could be more detached from my television and my movies. The secret is just to know, have no empathy. Yeah, and I, <laughs> <laughs> I cornered all my exes. Apparently, I don't. But uh, damn, <laughs> apparently, I'm the evil ex. But um, yeah, I, I that was one of the, like the part where the I, I hate to say it, I can't remember the gay best friend's name. He's just the gay best friend in my head. Damn. He uh, what's his name? Z. His initials were M.M. I know that. Or no, W.W. Uh, William. It's not William Wallace. It's something. <laughs> Freedom! Freedom! Uh, um, whenever he was telling me, he was like, you need to break up with knives. He's like, it's hard. It's, it's hard. hard. It's like, Dude. Truth. I get you a truth, bro. Truth. <laughs> uh, and just, man, all the, I know we touched on this, but like the acting talent in this movie. It was really good. Really genuinely good. Um. Do you have any other favorite parts? or? Uh, no. I've got one gripe, though. I, I can't wait to hear it. And it's not uh, – this is the weakest sauce of gripe that you'll ever It's only hear. because we, we really went through this, and like we were both talking about this before. Yeah. Like We can't really – it's not really a least favorite part yeah. of this. This is the weakest, most filthy, casual gripe you're ever going to hear on this podcast because this is the kind of thing we're trying to avoid. I cannot wait. But I just didn't get some of the references because I knew some of them were probably references to the comic or the graphic novel. Okay. There were some things that happened, and knowing that there were a few things I was looking for this time that were references, mm-hmm. I was like, I don't understand what that's referencing, and it's got to be about the graphic novel. So you're you're poo-pooing it for fan service. Yeah. All right. Yeah. All right. It's usually the opposite. It's, yep. <laughs> I had to find something I didn't like, all right? We got half an hour of content to write here. <laughs> that's but, uh, fair. It's I fair. just... There were a couple times that I was like, oh, that would probably be really funny if I understood the joke. <laughs> I guess I'm the filthy casual. Uh, yeah, I felt that's what it was. I felt like a filthy casual for a change. Because you got some of the, many of the yeah, nerdy references. I didn't like it. I didn't like it at all. Anyway, it's like l- watching Rick and Morty. Like, there are so <laughs> many references in that <laughs> that you get, you know, 10 of them in a minute, but there's probably 10 you didn't get. That's but the they're so good at hiding it. them yeah. that it doesn't matter. This one had some blatant ones, in my opinion, where it's like, eh, all right. I mean, that that probably is a lot funnier if I understood the joke. Yeah, okay. You said it. Weakest gripe ever. It's it's weak, but it's something. But I appreciate it, so mm-hmm. it's fine. Um, yeah, I, I, I kept trying to rack my brain for the... I guess, I don't know. I and, and yeah, the, as far as the least favorite part, it, the whole like thing where Ramona is just like, "Oh, it's just how I am." It's like, okay, I'm all I'm all for like self identification, all for like being yourself, everything. But like, when you know something about you sucks, fucking change it. She did. She moved to Canada, but she kept telling Scott that, 
Oh, just how I am. Oh, oh just how yeah, I am also, around them. Just how I am, you know. I did not understand why she went. Oh, yeah, she had a mind control chip. Never mind. Figured it out. I was trying to figure out why she went back to that asshole guy at the end, but she had a mind control chip on. Yeah. There you go. And I guess that's the whole point of my gripe, too, right? I guess she was having a mind control chip. Never mind. So anytime, anytime you're using it as an excuse, <laughs> you probably have a mind control chip. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. The government's definitely got us chipped. Shh. Lizard people. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Um, I can't think of anything I guess I didn't like about it, though. Yeah. I mean, I, I would... genuinely had a fun time from beginning to end. Yeah. It was actually really good. Yeah. Go watch this fucking movie. Yeah. The worst part of this movie is the fact that we got Uber Eats and they fucked up our order. That was the worst part of the movie. <laughs> now Uber will never sponsor us. <laughs> they weren't going to anyway. <laughs> we say dicks too much. Dicks. Dicks. <laughs> <laughs> well, guys, uh, we definitely we give this a, a thumbs up. Definitely recommend. Um, go watch this movie. Let us know your thoughts. And, uh, yeah, bye. There you go. Hey guys, thanks for listening to The Fluent Nerd. Please join us next week. Uh, you can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at The Fluent Nerd. Uh, if you like what you heard, please leave us a five-star review wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, also, tell your friends about us. Seriously, text one right now or shout if you happen to be in public. You can send us your feedback, show ideas, or behind-the-scenes stories to thefluentnerd at gmail.com. And we want to give a very special thanks and the man to request this particular episode, our musical talent, Sean Ryan. Again, please check him out on Instagram, SoundCloud, and Facebook. Uh, Thanks again, Sean, for the suggestion. We loved every second of it, and we will see you all next week.